I love the way the First Gen Lounge makes me feel. Because it creates a space where I belong, where we're able to create community. The fact that it's a community. It's a safe place. It also gives me a place to understand different perspectives. The stories of these individuals prescribe transformational perspective. I receive encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment. And also serve as a catalyst to just keep going. Where we're able to be our true selves. I'm allowed to be an unapologetic first gen. And above all else, tell our story. And every episode is unique. I love it. I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. Beautiful people, family, friends, allies, everybody, welcome back this week. And if you are new to the First Gen Lounge, I would like to welcome you for the very first time. Look, thank you for being here. Come back. If you like it, come back. And if you really, really like it, tell somebody that you know, that you know, that you know. Okay. So enthused, enthused to have the one and only Cassie B here today. And for y'all who don't know who Cassie B is, you about to know who Cassie B is. Because she is truly amazing, great energy, great personality, a go-getter, just a beautiful woman of color who I have really, really enjoyed connecting with. And I'm going to do like I always do. I'm going to step aside and let her tell you who she is and everything about Cassie B. Cassie B, how are you? Who are you? And what do you do? Yes. Hello. Good. Well, you know what? This introduction, it made me want to hug you. I'm like, okay, you <laughs> introduce me. You better go. <laughs> um, well, thank you. First and foremost, thank you for having me here. I'm so excited to be doing this with you. As she said, I am Cassie B. I'm the founder of my own wellness brand, Cassie Cure, where I teach people how to practice self-care while building their self-confidence. And so I do that through my little self-care boot camp, wellness retreats, webinars, workshops. And I really just try to focus on helping people choose themselves first and love themselves better. So I am all things self. I embody that through my brand. I started it as a blog in 2017. And then last year I kicked it off and was like, you know what, we're going to make this a business and started having my retreat, started doing my coaching and speaking. And here I am just able to help people realize like, you know what, I am the shit. I am popping. I can set boundaries. I can't love myself better. I can't say no to people. And I'm like, yes, you can. So that is where I'm at. That is what I do. That is the core of Cassie's Cure. And then I just love connecting with other people because I am a first-gen entrepreneur, first-generation college grad, first-generation professional, and first-generation entrepreneur. Mm. So I try to inspire other people who have never built a brand or a business and know nothing about it, who come from low-income backgrounds. I mean, literally to the point to where, like, I lived in a corner house, and every Friday they would shoot me, and we was always on the floor. I'm on the you know what I mean? Mm. To, to now having a bachelor's degree and a master's degree, a nine to five job and my own business, I be sitting here telling people like, yo, you could do it because I did it. Okay, I'm not mm. it now. So that is me. That is my brand. And yeah, that's Cassie P. <laughs> like, that's where I'm talking to myself right now. 
<laughs> like I just like, wait a minute, did I just record? Like really though, but I, I I love that. I mean, love your energy and please, if I were with you right now, like I was over in Cali, you'd be getting a hug um, for sure because, or you in Texas right now because I know you'd be moving around. Hi. You home? I am back in Cali. I'm back in Cali. Okay, okay Cali. Okay, <laughs> that's funny. It made me want to, you know, that I'm about to be cheesy. I'm going, going. You know, yeah, was, yeah. I just had to do it. Though. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> but that, I mean, that's a lot to say. I uh, just listen because then to be a young woman of color. Yeah. At that and where statistically people like you and I are supposed to be barefoot and pregnant or mm-hmm. got several, you know, children by several babies, daddies and on welfare. But that ain't it. Right. That ain't it. I think it's interesting that you say that, too, because this upcoming Monday will be my 27th birthday. And um, thank you. And the I probably for like the last 10 years of my life. Every time I told someone my age, they'll be like, oh my gosh, you're really smart for a 26-year-old, a a 20-year-old, a 21-year-old, a 16-year-old. And so I remember, I would feel weird when people would tell me that. They'll be like, I I wish I thought like you when I was 27. I wish I thought Mm. like you when I was 21. And I'm thinking like, well, how the hell is a 21-year-old supposed to think? Like, to me, it's just, it's normal for me to just kind of like think this way. That was another thing that I find within like my clients sometimes or people that I talk to, you know, people downplay themselves because they age or where they come mm-hmm. from. And they're like, y'all, I am young and I have sat in rooms with people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, you know what I mean? And I've still been like, yo, this is me. Like my, my age don't define me. You know what I mean? It's my grind. It's, it's my hustle, but I do. So you speaking had made me think of that uh, for sure. <laughs> I appreciate that. And you know, it's interesting because y'all may not hear this until like, a few months from now, but shout out to the January babies, okay? Because I got a birthday coming up too, so we out here. Yeah, January takes over, but no, really, uh, I think it's life experience that really shapes us, and I think it's life experience that makes us mature. And for those of us who are willing to receive the responsibility of adulthood, even if it means we are younger, similar to yourself, uh, I think there's a lot to be said about that. And I was talking to my husband about it recently. We're both like old souls. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of influence by our grandparents and in doing so, like we don't need or want for or ask for much. We're not, you know, trying to like be out here in the streets. It's mm-hmm. like when I was 23, fun for me was like kicking it, <laughs> like just sitting at the house, watching TV, you know, spending time with friends. It wasn't, you know, having to be out and about and on the scene and doing stuff. So really our life does shape us and, and who we become and how we receive what has happened to us really determines that. So that's what's up. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. So I'm curious to know, what are some of the things you wish you knew before you graduated from college? Ooh, some of the things that I wish I knew before I graduated from college Oh, yeah. I think, okay, so because obviously I didn't mention it earlier, but obviously, you know, my nine to five is in the higher ed field. I work within residential life. And I think some of the things that I wish I knew before I graduated college is that college don't prepare you for the real world at all. Mm. Like it's Mm. a stepping stone. And we think that, oh, the moment we get our our degree, oh, the jobs are about to start coming to us. I wish that I would have known that college is probably... 25% 25% of who I am. If mm. that, you know what I mean? Like it's a college is a step in my story. Mm-hmm. I got my bachelor's in liberal studies. I got my master's in higher ed, but I found my way to the Cassie's care, the wellness brand. My wellness brand ain't got nothing to do with my degrees. You know what mm. I mean? So I think that I wish that I would have known going into college that some of the skills that I learned in college I can transfer them to do what I want, what I really want to do in my own, in my personal life. It's like, hey, Cassie, you might apply to get a teaching degree, which is what I got, but 
you don't think you're going to be a math teacher. Now you out here being a wellness teacher. Like, I wish I would have known that sometimes when you get a degree, it doesn't mean you're going to end up in that field of work. Like in that point in time, when you're in college, you think that's the direction you're going to go, but you might go a different direction and that's okay. Because I used to fear that, well, if I get this degree and spend all this money and I don't go into teaching, that's wrong. You know, like it's okay. There's so many people who have degrees and so many things and you ask them what they do and they don't do nothing related to that degree. Now, I'm not just saying go out here and just get a degree and it don't matter. But what I'm saying <laughs> is don't beat yourself up about it. You know what I mean? Because, you know, in higher I have coworkers or friends who are in the same field as me. They got their master's degree in music. Ain't got, mm. you know what I mean? So I, I want people to not put so much weight on their degree or let their degree define them or force them into one pathway. Because I'm doing my education, but I'm also doing my wellness. And I'm educated that way too. So don't let your degree force you into one direction. You have to choose your path more than you let, let your degree choose your path. I'm with it. And then it's so funny. Like Cassie said that I could do whatever. <laughs> They're going to be sitting with their academic advisor. Well, I listened to this podcast and Cassie said, right. look, Cassie made it clear. I'm not telling you to act, right. you know, act up. What I'm telling you is that, you know, things do change because you could have never convinced me five, six. Well, I can't even say five years ago now because it's been five years, but I'm probably even go with five years, five years when I even left higher education. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just going to be a year-long sabbatical to where I was just figuring out what I wanted to do next to gather myself. And five years later, I'm literally still on my own. But you couldn't have told me that this was going to be the case for me because I was convinced I was going to stay in higher education forever right. and, you know, eventually be a college president. Mm-hmm. And that's what the path was for me. Yeah. And, oh, I discovered entrepreneurship. And I'm like, why ain't nobody telling me about this sooner? <laughs> like, uh, what? But I will say, you know, at the end of the day, it's definitely exciting. Mm-hmm. to be able to open yourself up to what life has to bring because the skills that I learned in school, yes. the research, people skills, communication, critical thinking, yes. networking, all those things have absolutely come in handy. So I'm good. Right. Yeah, yeah that's I'm what good. I like to tell people too. Like a lot of people here at college and they think of class. I feel like that's mm. 25% of the experience. The rest of it really is networking. The jobs mm-hmm. you have on campus, the clubs you join, because I feel like the job opportunities I had got offered once I got my bachelor's degree, it was because of the people that I knew. But I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'm actually going to grad school. But they, you know what I mean? Like, but they were like, Cassie, we've seen your work ethic. We want you to stay around. We want to hire you on. But I'm like, dang, okay, cool. I see y'all want to hire me. Cool. That's perfect. But I'm like, I, I actually am going back to school. So. I'm going to holler back in two years, you know? Like, if you feel like the class isn't your strong suit, there's still a way for you to get employed or find your dream outside of that. You know what I mean? I think people quickly label themselves as a failure if they're not passing all the classes in college. Now, again, don't go out here not passing classes. But what I'm saying is don't lose all hope if you don't have the 4.0 GPA. You know what I mean? Like if you're networking, doing what you need to do, someone will be reaching out to help you, whether that's like helping you learn how to increase your GPA or helping you get that internship, helping you network. You got to speak up in college. Don't go through all four five, six or seven years and not speak to nobody because that networking is one of the most critical pieces in college, I think. Mm, I, I'm with it. And, you know, as a first gen, especially as someone who's a graduate, what I find is I didn't have the social capital initially to mm-hmm. be able to like I mean, network and to be able to, you know, call and talk to people in New York or California or down in Georgia and going to school opened up my world. 
So even if it's going to school to even just be exposed to people from different backgrounds and places and what have you, that's enough in itself, you know, Mm -hmm. because it it really shapes you and it changes what you understand about life and everything else. So Mm -hmm. I'm with that. Mm -hmm. All right. So on the flip side, um, because, you know, we really try to talk to our fellow first gen college grads here as well. Um, But as you know, for real, that's like, you know, Target. But thinking about it, what are some of the major life lessons that you have come across since you've been on your own, since you've been grown, grown? I would say one of the biggest ones that I recently had to teach myself is not to be afraid of being first gen. Mm. I'm a very courageous and a very bold person. And I was, I I do a lot of self-reflecting. Obviously you have to, in, in my brand specifically, but I don't fear a lot, but I realized like I was fearing being a first gen college grad, a first gen professional, a first gen entrepreneur. There's so much fear with being first, but what I had to realize is like, Cassie, you can't stop yourself from being the first. You can't. Yes. It's just, it's here. It's not going nowhere. Your parents can't go back and go to, oh, they can, but you still did it before them. Like, you know, like I can, there's nothing I can do about being the first of anything. Mm-hmm. So I need to mm-hmm. embrace it and I need to just go ahead and do what I need to do so I can live the life that I want to build. So if you are afraid of being first, and, it, and I understand why you're afraid because you're like, well, I don't want to do it wrong. What questions do I even ask? Who do I even ask? Um, but I always tell my clients or anyone who hangs out with me or in my self-care community, there's no such thing as a dumb question. If there is, I have already asked it. So please go ahead and ask yours because what I have learned is that through asking questions, I am defeating my fear I'm learning and I'm able to, the more knowledge that I gain, the more comfortable I feel. When I talk to my clients about confidence, I tell them a lack of confidence, in my opinion, is a lack of resources. Hmm. Like people who aren't confident, usually they're missing some sort of resource to do something. I've Hmm. never met someone who had all the resources that they needed and lacked the confidence still. Hmm. I've met plenty of people who have all the resources that they needed and, and just are lazy and don't want to do it and don't care. But I've never met someone who said, you know what, I have every resource I need to do this, but I still think I can't do it. When you have all the mm. resources you need, you're more willing to like, you know what, okay, cool, I got the support system. Okay, cool, I got the teacher that's going to be willing to teach me one on one. Oh, you know what I mean? Okay, cool, I got the tutoring. Like when you have all that you need, you're more willing to do it. But when you don't have it, that's when you start telling yourself, well, I don't really know if I could do it because I need to do this and I need to get that. And I need to, you know, you start doubting yourself. But mm. so for me, my thing is when I don't have confidence in something, I assess, okay, Cassie, well, what resource do you need? Like, what question do you need to answer? And then I write that down and then I go out and look for it. And so I'll, mm. I'll Facebook group, hop on Clubhouse or whatever the case may be and ask. And when I ask, I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Now I feel like I can do this. I feel like I got it. Lack of confidence is a lack of resource in my opinion, but I know everybody don't think the same. You know, I've never heard that perspective and I'm I'm loving it because that's real. I can, it resonates. Typically with people who have it financially, emotionally, spiritually, physically, whatever it is, they don't worry mm-hmm. about it. You yeah. think about a lot of these people who are like Insta famous or influencers, they, mm-hmm. they know that they have something, right? Maybe it's a good look. Maybe it's a, a product or a service of business. Like when you know that you have it, you jump into it. So like that's that's something to think about. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to that's a nugget for me. So I'm going to take that myself, you know, think about it to not show up in spaces and, you know, and lack the confidence when it just may just be the resource. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we know we can do stuff. I mean, come on, we first gens out here. We multiple degrees. So it's not right. that 
we're incapable. How do we get the degrees? Well, we had the money. We had, like I said, the mentorship. Yeah. Something worked out for us to be able to, to be on the path, which I'm, right. I'm, I'm definitely loving it. Thank you for sharing that. No so you talked a lot about your business and that's something that, you know, I want to, you know, inquire with you about as well, because one of the things here is for us to talk about life and business. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned it earlier, but similarly being first general income, having excelled in so many ways, and even now being an entrepreneurship, I found that my financial freedom, my empowerment in my life came when I started my own entrepreneur path. Mm-hmm. And just thinking about what it means for us to talk about working a nine to five, which I don't, you know, knock anybody for that because I know everything is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. But thinking about entrepreneurship and how it really opened my eyes to a different world, I really want to get more of us to do that. You know, I've even created a program to help us to start mm-hmm. our businesses and, and find those things. But what made you even want to do the entrepreneurial thing? Because you're higher ed. You know, doing rares life, you got housing and meal plan and all this stuff. What even interest right. you? I mean, for real, like, what even interests you in that? Because that's not something, like you said, that we just naturally gravitate toward. Um, right. It really depends on who we are. Right. Okay. So for me, just my mindset really, it was really my mindset because I have developed this mindset of I refuse to live a life where I hate 50 of the 80 years. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. at my last boot camp, I said, imagine having 80 years of life and you only enjoyed the last 10. Like, you deserve to live a life. And I'm like, and you're with yourself 24-7 and you can't grant yourself permission to do the things that you want to do that you love. You're the only one living your life. And you're not for everybody else, people who don't care, people who are not going to remember. And so just kind of having that thought process of like, I just, I I can't see myself living a life that I don't love. I was like, well, what do I love to do? And as far as Cassie's Cure, I would be planning like little get togethers and little programs. You know, Res Life has that program experience. But yeah. <laughs> I would do that for my friends. I would do like, oh, little DIY. Like, oh, let's make Christmas rings. Let's make candles. Let's make soap bars. And people was like, my friends will always be like, Cassie, like, if you had a business like this, I would definitely come to it. Like, this would be mm. so cool. It's so relaxing. It's so cool. And I just originally, I was just doing it because it was what I liked to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Outside of my nine to five. And then eventually I was like, you know what? I should kind of turn this into a business because I saw more and more people like asking for like, when's your next little paint incident? When's your next little whatever it is? And I'm like, oh, I just kind of want to do that because I want to hang out with my friends and paint. Like, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but realizing how many more people, my friends, when they would post it on their social media, their friends would be like, is she having another one? When is her next one? What is she doing? And I'm like, I don't know them. And they're like, so girl, do another one. We'll all come. And I would, I would mm. like, okay, this is how much all the supplies cost. Give me twenty dollars and I'll buy yours, and we just all get together. And then I realized, like, you know what? I could, I, I could do this for a living. This is fun. I love this. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So that's when it came to the business portion of it, and then just the Cassie's Cure portion of it. I was like, okay, Cassie's Cure is actually a play on words, as what I always tell people, because Cassie's Cure is is my cure. It's for me. Mm. It's me mm. doing what I love, but it's also me helping you love yourself better and me mm-hmm. helping you practice self-care and me helping you realize like, you know what? I need to create space and time for myself. Is me, you know, is me helping you practice that mental and emotional wellness, but it's also me doing what I love to do in my life. So <laughs> that's why it's called Cassie's Cure because 
I'm carrying both of us. Like, <laughs> yeah. so, um, just kind of that whole, that in a nutshell was what really made me be like, you know what? I'm passionate about this. I love this. And as you said, you know, working in Res Life, it grants me certain amount of funds that I, because I don't have to worry about others. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably the only thing I miss right now. Or right. Only yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I can buy my LLC. I can buy, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is a perfect job for me to kickstart my business. Right. Like, you right. know what I mean? So, that and pay student loans, but like, <laughs> But yeah, this is a perfect opportunity. So that is why. And just to see how many people have went to my retreats or went through my self-care boot camp and they're like, Cassie, you don't know how much I needed this. And I'm like, you're right. I didn't know. But like, I knew it was a necessity because I felt like mm-hmm. there aren't that many safe places where you could process your emotions for cheap and with no yeah. judgment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, my self-care boot camp, right? It's $400 for six weeks, six sessions, Right. Whereas, like, when you go through therapy, that's $400 for 30 minutes. But mm-hmm. it's like, you get six sessions and you get a self-care community and we're going in about, like, your confidence, your boundaries, your self-care game plan, branding you, how you want to be seen, how you want to talk about your, you know what I mean? Like, really going into you. And I'm like, for six weeks, that's really good compared to a therapist being like, I made $1,000 for one hour and I'm going to need it right on time. Mm. <laughs> like, people who went through my boot camp last time I was like you know what we need to do a payment plan I understand and they were like oh this is even better because now they don't feel like they missed out on this opportunity because they didn't just have a hundred dollars four hundred dollars flat like you know what I mean I'm like no you got six weeks we got time like (laughs) that's interesting I mean to think about again the thing with business is serving your customer so the fact that you're making first it's really important to think about that but then there are always drawbacks to things I will say that so for those of you who are listening like oh maybe I'll just go ahead and do payment plans for everything Mm, just to wait 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 (laughs) you know think about how that works for your business and your business structure because it may not be something that is feasible for you to do over six weeks but it is an option and we'll talk about those especially within the community the trailblazer community just talking about how you do pricing how do you decide if something like that is is helpful or not but but yeah, but then so thinking about you know still in entrepreneurship, if you can go back to that first year when you started the blog and when you started thinking about moving into a business, is there anything that you would have done differently then? Mm, the first year when I started it as a blog, anything that I would have done differently because yeah, it was a blog for two years. I think I don't I can't think of what I would have done differently because it originally started off for me. So the blog wasn't even like hey, everyone, check out my blog. It really was just therapeutic for me to just process emotions and write things out and talk about like self-love and self-care and talk about like, you know, insecurities, fears and doubts. Like, and people, when my friends did read my blog, they were like, oh my gosh, I had daddy issues too. And I'm like, oh, I didn't, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I'm just talking about myself. But to start seeing people resonate, I think that I would have probably held more group discussions after the blog because I would just let people comment and be like, oh, okay, cool, like chat. But I could have been like, hey, you know what? Actually, let's have a weekly group chat to kind of start building up my community a little bit more before I transitioned it into a business. If if I had to say anything that I would have done, that would have been it. And then also I would say, planned out my retreat a little bit more but I, I hired a business coach when, when I wanted to turn it into a business mm-hmm. I was just like I don't know what to do well, let me hire a business coach because I don't know <laughs> like, I knew I didn't know anything and ironically her name is Monica Stockhausen oh, she's so amazing but um I had hit her up I was just like hey Monica 
I want to start a business. This is what I want to do, but I don't have no idea how I'm going to do it. And she put me on as a monthly client and I worked with her for six months. And every dime that I invested it to her, by the time I had my retreat, I made all of that back and yep. then some. Yeah. She really like she opened my eyes to being even more analytical. Like, who who is your audience? What message do you want to send your audience? What do you want your brand colors to be? Like, what's your your value? Like, she, I was like, girl, I knew I hired you for a reason because I ain't know none of this. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean? so I would say that like. For those who can't afford, YouTube University is real. You know, attending people's free webinars and talk sessions, really listening to people who have developed their LLC or people who have developed a wellness brand. Like, if you know, if you want to develop a wellness brand, go follow people who already have one. You know what I mean? That's something that I wish I would have done in the beginning. But once I started doing it, it was no stopping it. So now like on my Cassie's Cure page, most of the people that I follow are like self-care, self-love coaches, confidence coaches, business coaches, social media marketing, first gen people. Like it's all tailored to a way to where I can learn. But then also I got my affirmations and my in between and like people saying like, take a break. This is the day you deserve. Enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like I have that care and I have that educational component to my timeline. So. Hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, thinking about all that you said, it's reason that I created the UW Trailblazer Society because I didn't want for people to one who were feeling fearful about starting the entrepreneurial journey to feel like they couldn't do it because they were scared because they didn't know what to do. And then especially being first gen, sometimes first gen low income, just feel like you don't have the resources. Like there's so many things that we can do and tap into. And I'm like, so let me help you with that. Right. This is what I wish I would have had when I first started because I spent YouTube University, Google College. Like I did all that, you know, <laughs> Instagram, and just was kind of digging and digging and searching and losing time and, and hours. But I only did what I knew how to do, you know, considering the circumstance. And I have no regrets about it. But even to what you were saying about getting a coach, even if it's not me, I tell people, find somebody who can help you, but don't be afraid to invest. Because when you invest and you invest well, it's an investment, which means that's always going to be a return. And, and that that's just dope. So I love all of that. Right. Kind of shifting gears a little bit because we're kind of near the end of our conversation, which I'm really enjoying this because I'm like, yes, you know, just (laughs) the enthusiasm and the path and just how you are where you are and all the things you've done, I think that have been amazing. What do you think has helped you to be successful thus far in life and or business? So whichever one, take it how you will. I think what has helped me to be successful is my ability to be patient with myself. So I really had to learn that like when I can't get it all done in the same day or, you know, like when I don't understand something, instead of being like, oh, Cassie, you're dumb or you can't do this, really being like, it's okay, Cassie, you're learning. You've never done this before. So like really just, well, not coddling myself of being like, just giving myself all the excuses to slack off and all of that, but more so really just being like, you got this girl, like one day at a time like you're gonna learn you're gonna get it it's that positive self-talk that I have to myself that's what really keeps me going because I had realized before I went to therapy back in 2015 I was so hard on myself I was always just like girl come on get it together what's wrong with you like you know what I mean and after going to therapy my therapist was like Cassie you gotta you gotta love yourself better you gotta you gotta you you have to speak to yourself positively so Mm. When I do have my hard times, um, the more positive that I speak to myself, 
in moments of defeat, the more optimistic I am, the more that I'm just like, you know what, it's okay. Today just wasn't the day for me to do it. And I can see that other people are starting to see it because my my supervisor yesterday had told me that he was like, you know what, Cassie, you're very, he was like, you think positive. He was just like, every time something goes wrong, you're not like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. You're like, okay, y'all, we're going to get this together. It's going to take us an extra day rather than what we planned. And I'm like, I have to be that way because if not, my mindset can be really defeating. It can right. be like, girl, you were lost cause, you ain't got it going. But, but that patience of like, Cassie, it's going to be okay. And then I also do a lot of reflecting on how far I have come. That, when I look at how far I've come, it trumps all of the fear that I'm feeling in the moment. I'm like, girl, you done did all this. You in your own spot. You paying your own bills. You got your own everything. What you, you going to get there when it's time to get like you made a way literally out of no way. Like mm. mom raising five kids by herself while her husband mm. jail. Like, you know what I mean? Like, girl, you don't to, to be living where you're living. You all right. You gonna be OK. Like mm. <laughs> that has really made a drastic difference for me, for sure. Mm. I, I'm, yeah, I'm feeling that. To even not to make excuses and to get the help you need. Cassie, you just dope. I told everybody that though before, you know, right when we started, what I tell y'all, the Cassie B. <laughs> but it's just the, get the radiance and in spite of what you've been through, how you still show up and to be such a light, that's what really draws me to you. Because until you. hearing your story, I would never know. And you're like, well, what does that mean? Because some people only sit in hardship, right? We only sit mm-hmm. in the negativity and I've never had and this never happened to me and it don't happen with your life. Nah, I'm light, I'm love, I'm positivity, I'm mm-hmm. investing, I'm moving, I'm shaking. And you didn't let your life be the crutch, you know, for why you couldn't move forward or why you can't be who you are now. So yeah, mm-hmm. lo- loving it, digging it, all of that. All right, so we have come to the end of the conversation. Look, it was, it was just that quick. I'm like, dang. Okay, right. But I've got to ask the question that I always, there's two questions I always ask. So tell me about yourself, and then there's this one that we're in. What is the piece of advice or the words of wisdom that you would leave us with to just hold on to for the rest of our lives? I'll leave you with my favorite quote. I don't know who, who came up with it. I just saw it on the <laughs> If y'all want to say it was me once you hear on podcast, tag me. That's cool. But I don't know who came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> once you accept your flaws, no one can use them against you. Yes. And that, for me, has really helped me deal with imposter syndrome. That has helped me deal for those days where I'm just like feeling imperfect. Imperfect. That has helped me when I just really feel like when someone's like, Cassie, you talk too much. Duh, girl, catch up. I already knew that. Like, oh, you so loud. I know. All right, next thing. Like, once you accept who you are, other people can't make you feel bad for being that way because you already know who you are. You already know what you are and how you are and what you do. Once you accept it, it's when you don't accept it and you accept other people's opinion, then you start being like, I need to change. No, you are who you are for a reason. And those who are for you will make space for you and without trying to change you. Mm. Just let me just here. Just take that. Just take that. Just take it. <laughs> Cassie, you are you are a beautiful person. You are truly a dynamic woman who's going to do a lot of amazing things in this life. And I just want you to continue to stay the course uh, no matter what happens. I don't doubt that you will, but I just need you to hear it. Right. Uh, but thank you for, for sharing with us today. Just forgiving of your time and your energy for putting us on game with Cassie's Cure. 
which we'll definitely be sharing information in the show notes, you know, to get connected with you and to learn more about your programs and all of that. But just again, thank you so much for that, for your, your being, your existence. And wow, I've enjoyed. Thank you for having me. Likewise, I appreciate you. And I'm just looking forward to staying connected, even off the podcast. Like, yo, we got us first gens got to stick together for sure. So thank you for just welcoming me to come on and just be me on your show, in your space. So I appreciate hey. it. <laughs> N- nothing else you should be but you. You are so very welcome.